My guest on this week's episode of Sez and Search is Paula Keller French, Director of Sales and Marketing at Search Influence. Paula is a popular commerce speaker, blogger, and trainer. This is her second appearance on Suds and Search, and I'm excited to have her back for a big announcement. Paula and the team at Search Influence recently co-authored an important study titled Slipping Through the Cracks, Understanding PCO Unit SEO Capabilities. Search Influence partnered with the nonprofit group Upsia to generate the most comprehensive study I'm aware of for how higher ed institutions are handling their SEO. The nice way to put it is that the study found that there's a lot of opportunity. How did this study come about? What did the study reveal about the SEO readiness of these higher ed institutions? The important stakeholders even have useful reporting on their campaigns. I'm going to ask Paula these questions and many more. Grab something cold to drink and join me for a conversation with Paula Keller French. We're going to talk about SEO for higher ed, why the audience for higher ed institutions is changing quickly. We'll spend a little time digging into the impact of this impressive study. Paula, welcome to, welcome back to Suz and Search. How are you today? Thanks, Mark. I'm great. How are you? It's good to have our like returning champ back. So this is very exciting for me. Um, and you guys are hot off the press with a really cool report that I wanted to talk to you all about. For anybody working in higher ed or really just interested in SEO for that vertical in particular, I highly recommend you, you go to the Search Influence website and download the white paper. It's like 77 pages, beautifully designed. Uh, it's in partnership with the UPCA, uh, which is a nonprofit. And uh, before we kind of launch into the findings and uh, what SEO has to do with this, how did this study come about? Tell us about the partnership and how, how you divvied up the workflow. Um, it, it really is comprehensive. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, we're super duper proud of it. it. You know, a lot of hard work went into, of course, planning it, running it, making sure that we had the response rate that we needed, um, analyzing it from both the search engine optimization perspective that Search Influences has, Search Influence has, as well as from uh, UPSEA, as they're uh, lovingly called. Some people say UPCEA, some people say UPSEA. Um, but so there, it stands for University Professional and Continuing Education Association. And they're really the premier association for universities and schools that offer continuing and online education. Um, and as you can imagine, they, um, you know, they're trying to reach the non-traditional student. And so when a, people think about marketing a school, they're often thinking about marketing to high school students. Well, this is really very focused on non-traditional students, people who either want to complete their degree, get an advanced degree, or who are looking to upskill. So they might just be taking a course or a couple of courses or looking to ultimately get a certificate. And so, you know, Search Influence, we are a digital marketing agency as a whole with, of course, a big focus on SEO. We work in a lot of industries, but we worked with higher ed for about 10 years. And through that time, you know, we really just saw that SEO opportunity was being left on the table. These are big websites. And as anybody who works in SEO in any field knows that with big websites, they can be really awesome because there's so much good stuff there for SEO, but they can also be really challenging. And oftentimes individual pages aren't getting the level of attention ultimately that they deserve. And the whole, you know, individual, um, you know, pillars, if you will, are not necessarily being 
strategically thought about. So this was our experience anecdotally, and we really wanted to figure out if this was industry-wide, because, um, you know, we do work with higher education institutions, and of course, we, you know, we're always looking to work with more of them. So we partnered with UPSIA because we have been involved with them for a few years, and as I said before, you know, they're really the premier organization, and ultimately, you know, we, we wanted to do some research. We had this theory. And we wanted to make sure it was going to be valuable to their membership. And so we worked with Jim Fong and Bruce Etter, who's their like two key research people on there. They have a whole center for research and strategy. And so we collaborated on what the study was going to be. And then they conducted the survey, two, two different surveys, so marketing leaders and institutional leaders within their membership. And then we had an assessment of 100 websites, so essentially did an audit of 100 sites. So we came up with the factors that were going to be included in the audit. Um, we trained, essentially collaborated with UPSI, a team for them to go out and do all of the assessments, um, you know, using all of the tools that we would normally use from an SEO, um, for an SEO audit. And then they came up with the methodology of how to score them. So uh, that was that was a long-winded answer to your question, but that's really how it came about and how we actually performed a study. Well, it's so interesting. And I think this cohort, which is, I, I want to make sure you get all your acronyms right. UPSIA, I mispronounced. The other part is Professional Continuing and Online Higher Ed, which we, is, is referred to as PCO throughout the report. Yes, yes. So, uh, mm-hmm. so this, this seems like a very pivotal juncture for these units in an institution. Like, even if it's a very large institution that has a lot of 18 to 22 year olds, it's still really important that their PCO unit is thriving because the share, there just aren't, there just aren't as many 18 to 22 year olds coming up. Um, there, there's like a, a demographic issue here. And, uh, and so if we're not, if, if college and university is only relying on those 18 to 22 year olds, there's, there's going to be a supply and demand problem here. They're going to need to be able to reach these uh, adult learners as well. Uh, what a huge challenge. How, how, do, how do institutions counter that, that demographic uh, issue, I think, creates a sense of urgency, right? Mm-hmm. It sure does. And that is, you know, a really, really big uh message that UPSIA wants to get out there right now. Um, Jim Fong has been talking about that for at least a couple of years, especially related to the, uh, like what he likes to say, the demographic cliff that we're on. Um, and, you know, it's it, it's that, which is, you know, the true, true data, but also there's the other side, which is the, there are just so many people who do need to upscale. There are so many people who do need to change their um change their careers or grow their skills within their existing um you know within their existing industry in order to be able to grow um you know the degrees that we got they're starting to become less and less relevant and so there are new skills that we need to learn there's new things that we need to um to add to our toolkit well interesting and then like just from a marketing point of view the audience changed a lot for these for these institutions if they aren't taking advantage of PCOs, you know, this is a different cohort with different expectations. Um, they're typically a little more mature, they're in, they're in adulthood. Uh, you mentioned Jim Funk, he's really great. He's got like this, like, I don't wanna uh, press any alarm bells, but you're not addressing this with enough urgency. Help me understand who this cohort is, what's the audience, 
and how are they different from maybe what a typical college or university might might be anticipating at marketing to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, essentially, the these non-traditional student they're they're working adults. They may or may not have already finished their degree, so they might be in you know a full-time job that they're pretty happy with, but they want to grow more. Well, they're probably very busy, right? And so they're. Uh, the amount of time that they have to research is going to be very limited. Their uh, decision set of whether or not to go back to school is, you know, there's going to be a lot of considerations in that when they're making that decision. Um, They might know that they need to upskill or they might want to upskill in order to get that promotion, but they might simply think that they don't have time to do it. So the difference between that person and an, uh, an undergraduate is, you know, if you're, if you're a a typical, right, graduating high school student who knows they went to college, you're going to pick a school. You're going to pick somewhere Mm -hmm. to go. This cohort may or may not even choose to go to school. So you not only have to get them to find you, but then you have to convince them to actually go to their school. And so when we think about that from an SEO strategy, we're thinking about, um, you know, really different places that they are in the funnel. So they might be just simply looking for career growth information at the top of the funnel and we're bringing them to the site through blog posts, or they're actually starting to look for education. And we're thinking about, you know, the programs and degrees pages. Um, Then we're thinking about branded SEO, which is so much fun when you're thinking about, you know, X school registration deadline, X school uh, course requirements, all that stuff. It's like it, it's so much fun because it's kind of a slam dunk and like easy stuff you can do to just make it easy for people to find the information that they need. Cause if they can't find the costs, the registration deadlines, how much time is it going to take? What are the classes like? Then they're simply going to be like, never mind. I don't have time for this. I got to go take care of my kids. I got to do more work tonight. They're going to just drop out of essentially even the search. I get it. I get it. And I get the SEO, uh, that SEO can be a help here. And it would help to really connect this cohort to the to the institution. But you you guys did the work. You 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 know more than just about anybody about this now. Uh, an audit of over a hundred random UP UPSIA institutions. Mm-hmm. You can go uh, either way. Yeah. Uh, just in, in overall, how would you summarize how these one hundred institutions performed in your audit? How'd they do? Essentially not awesome. There is, uh, you know, the, the nice way to say it is there's a lot of opportunity. And, uh, you know, I mentioned before that the UPSIA research team is really the one who came up with the ultimate grade. And we think that that's a, a really good thing. And we like that that was the way it went because it makes us a little bit more impartial to that, right? Because, uh, you know, you could joke that, oh, Search Influence just gave everybody really bad grades so that they would, you know, think that SEO is worse than it really is. Um, but that was the benefit of partnering with Upsia on this to give a little more, um, you know, subjectivity, uh, lack of subjectivity to it. So objectivity, there we go, objectivity to it. Um, And so the average score, I'm going to double check my data just to make sure that I'm getting this right, but it's a 58.6. So out of a hundred. So essentially if you translate that to a letter grade, we're going to get a D. And so there's, there's a lot a lot, a lot of opportunity. So some of the things that we looked at in that, we looked at, you know, we had to do this at scale, of course. So authority score, backlinks specific to that section of the website, 
Um, we used, uh, we looked at accessibility through Accessibility's access scan tool. Um, and we also used title tags and meta descriptions uh, as really like a proxy for content optimization so that we could look at, again at these hundred websites at scale. So we saw a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of things that can be adjusted in order to essentially use this as a tool. And so what I, what I really appreciate and love about that is, you know, um, all businesses, whether you're higher, a higher ed organization or not, you're always trying to grow your business. And sometimes you might feel like we're doing everything already. Well, this is an untapped resource for most schools and most universities mm -hmm. in order for them to drive more students. I love it. And I, I love all these different findings you had. Some of my favorite parts of this is that you, you actually got in with the leaders of these institutions and they get it. It's kind of interesting. You ask them, is, is SEO really important to you? Is it really valuable? And they go, that question. Yeah, it's really important. And then they go, well, do you have an SEO strategy? They go, no, we don't. You know, how could that be? You know, <laughs> Jim Fogg makes it sound like there's this emergency coming. There aren't going to be enough students for these colleges. The best way to survive is to find more adult learners. All this is very logical. Uh, maybe to use your nice way, how big of an opportunity did, do institutions have if they do embrace SEO? Mm -hmm. um, well, when if you think about the fact, so to just to put some numbers around what you just said. So 84% indicate that they see SEO as a crucial part of their marketing strategy. But only, but about fifty-one percent say that they do not have a strategy. So, large majority say it's important. Half say they have a strategy. So, fifty percent, forty-nine percent have one. Fifty-one percent don't. That is a lot of opportunity that's being left on the table. And so, you know, it, it it's really impossible to quantify what they're leaving on the table by not properly optimizing the sites and really thinking about this from the student's perspective. What are they searching for? What are they searching for when they're looking for a school as the answer when they might not necessarily even be thinking about school as the answer to their career growth opportunities? Well, one way to quantify it might be to look at reporting, but there's this huge reporting shortage. It's mm -hmm. a great challenge. So there's not even there's not even like the data to go and point to. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, same, same sort of. I, I I don't have this in front of me, but like. Leaders recognize they need regular SEO reporting to make sure that things are going well, or if they're going poorly, that they can actually make sense of like why they're going poorly. But no such reporting exists at a lot of these these institutions. How do you explain that? These are pretty big. It's, you can actually in the survey you, you look at and like there's some large institutions, some medium, and some small, but most of them are in the large to medium sized institutions with many employees, resources, healthy marketing budgets. Um, collecting data isn't overly expensive. What, what's the disconnect? Mm -hmm. Well, our data suggests that they are collecting the data, okay. but they're not necessarily reporting to the right people with the right data. And re reporting is hard, right? You can report a laundry list of metrics, but where are the actual insights of those metrics? What, which of those metrics does your audience actually care about? And so one of the big things that we talk about is tailoring your, tailoring your reporting specific to the person, even if it's 
to one person. If that's the most important person who's making the budget decisions, who's going to fight for your budget, or who's going to add budget for you to make these strategic decisions and to actually put money into SEO, then those are the people who need to understand the metrics and to be hearing about them on a regular basis. So the study shows that they're tracking all the things you would think that they should track but they're not necessarily reporting to the leaders on it. So about 31% indicate that they receive regular updates, but 62% want those updates. So people sometimes don't send the updates because they think they don't want them, but 62% are actually saying that they do want reporting on SEO metrics. And these are institutional leaders. So deans and heads of these PCO units of the professional continuing and online education units, not just you know the marketing person. Wow, this is very interesting stuff. All this stuff is available, all the metrics, all the charts and everything. Um, we, we, we can only scratch the surface in the time we have for this show, but uh, I encourage anybody who's interested in this topic to get in there and actually divulge this. I, I do want to talk about one other thing. that Talk about the SEO readiness of, of UPSIA members was generally poor, you know, and, and I said that they know it's valuable. Only 27% of these leaders express satisfaction with their PCO's web strategy. Um, you know, I, I want to unpack that because what's what's unique about these institutions? You, you know these institutions better than I do. Is it about a lack of funding? Is it a lack of uh, you know, just know-how? Is, is there not somebody who can run with this? Technology challenges? What, what, what would the leaders at these places say if, if I were to be able to ask them? I think there's really two things, but the the most important of which goes back to what we were just talking about is leaders not receiving those regular updates. And so we really think that this is ultimately a self-perpetuating pattern. So the institutional leaders don't hear those regular reporting updates about SEO efforts and outcomes. And so therefore they don't know, are they successful or are they not successful? And so if they see the success, then they would ultimately be more likely to approve funding or to suggest that more funding should actually be put there. Um, and so therefore, so they're not hearing the updates, they're not getting results because they're not actually having the resources that they need. And so it just, you know, continues to cycle. Um, but the, the second part is the capabilities. And so a lot of them are doing this either in-house or shared between, an, uh, you know, in-house and outsourcing or even like, you know, just a little bit more towards in-house. So, you know, so a lot of it is in-house, but you need to have the capabilities and SEO requires a lot of different skills to execute it. And what we've seen in our, um, you know, in our exposure to these and in, uh, these individual schools is that they don't usually have full marketing teams for the PCO unit. And so you likely don't have the amount of people or the right skills in-house to do it. And so when we ask them, how would they grade themselves on um, their SEO capabilities in-house, the average score was a 3.5 on a one to five scale. So just a little bit better than average. Yeah. And you know, we, we would like to think that with SEO being as technical as it is, it's really something that you want to be doing at an expert level in particular on a large website that's part of a even larger website, a university website, and really understanding, you know, the, the technical nuances of subdomains and directories and how these, um, how the individual school sites really play into each other and how there's duplicate 
representation of programs and courses across different places. And so that that can be ultimately hindering your success and how to fix that, how to ultimately have like one true authoritative page for a program or degree. Love this. And, and I mean, I keep going back to who this audience is and yeah, you know, certain ways you're, you're talking about, this is a more savvy person. I love the idea that they're, they're actually not even convinced they have to go to college. Like you have to first or go back to school. You have to first like convince them that anywhere is worthwhile. So uh, at the same time, they're going to, they're going to probably want to digest a lot of content. So in addition to an SEO problem, SEO and, 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 and content have a lot of overlap for sure. But this sounds like an enormous content challenge to me. Does that sound mm -hmm. right to you? Like, so there's just not enough content on these sites to answer the questions that the audience is really looking for. Does that sound reasonable? Mm -hmm. Ab yeah, absolutely. Uh, either the information's not there at all, it's not structured in a way that is easy, easily digestible, or it's not presented in a way that makes it searchable where they can find it easily. Unbelievable. So, um, you know, do, do you have advice for how institutions should adapt their content strategy? I know it's mostly an SEO, but how, how can they do this to attract these new customers? What sorts of content did you find were lacking? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the even to take it one step back before the types of content is actually thinking about programs, uh, keywords by program. And okay. so thinking about a content plan by program. So thinking, you know, well, what are the targeted keywords for this program degree? And then what are the like higher level keywords that somebody might be searching for before they've even decided that school is the answer, like I was saying before, um, and thinking about blog posts for those. Um, we have a really heavy blog strategy for one of our clients and they get a ton of mm. organic blog traffic, a ton. And we really do think it helps with driving people to the site who, like I said before, were probably not even considering going back to an institution to get their education. Um, they might not have been in, even considering education. And then um, we can give them that brand impression. We can remarket to them. We can get them to download something and then send them emails. You know, really just getting them to the site at all is the, the first step. And then, um, you know, of course, building out the program and degree content in an optimized way related back to the keywords that people are searching for. Um, you know, people often just think like, oh, well, my title tag needs to be my degree name. Well, there are subtle ways that you can adjust your degree name, even if it's not the official degree name, but there are subtle ways that you could present the degree name and the title tag. They're going to be more aligned with the keywords that people are actually searching for. And, um, I broke this down in a way that I think is really helpful in the webinar that we did. And so um, if you, if you had show notes, that sort of thing to this, I can send you the link so people can check out the webinar replay. And if you don't want to read the whole 77 pages of the report, you can watch the webinar, uh, which will kind of give you the, the high points as well. Well, we will be sure to link to that. Please, please do share it with me and I, I'll, I'll make sure it's in the show notes. I mean, the, the last question, we'll see if it's the last one, but, <laughs> you you spent a lot of time on this, a lot of man hours. It's very comprehensive. Uh, it's going to be sent out, studied by people in these institutions. What what do you hope they'll do differently as a result of getting this information? What, what's what's a, what's a success look like for you guys as a result of of doing all this stuff? 
Mm -hmm. um, we ultimately want to start strategic conversations about SEO, whether that's just simply them internally recognizing that they should have a strategy, that they should be thinking about keywords as it relates to the content they're creating. Uh, you know, ultimately, we hope that they'll work with a company like us to help them solve those problems. Um, again, going, you know, we do recognize that people have internal teams, and so we will work with their internal team to best leverage their expertise and our expertise um, so that we can make essentially, you know, make their budget as efficient as possible. It's so hard to, I, I think there are so many people in some of these institutions, they, they have a lot of people who are going to be involved in this process. I, you know, have you had success? This is, uh, I'm, I'm spitballing now, but like, have you had success with getting the entire institution on board with SEO? Does that make sense? So like, mm -hmm. instead of it just being in a silo where a few people in the marketing department know about this, we're starting to get the actual like leaders of the departments who are going to create the coursework and everything like that, the content that we're going to put on the site, they understand the importance of SEO, right? Like, it's, it's like, you've got to herd cats a little bit here, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. it, it seems like a, a momentous challenge when I think about it. Mm -hmm. uh, what is it like in real life? I think that we're pretty good at that, at uh, managing different stakeholders and helping them understand why it's important to them and the job that they ultimately need to do and why it helps them reach their goals as an individual within that organization. Um, and we have used data to to show this. Um, so one of our, our most recent examples was um, or really at the end of the last year, one of our clients was uh, started to like slowly one by one update their degree pages. And so they wanted to reduce the amount of content that was on those pages um, and really you know, have more of like a graphic heady design. And so we, we love that. We love making it more uh, user friendly, definitely improved the user experience, but it was uh, it wasn't necessarily because they took too many words off the page. They just didn't have the right words on the page. And so they um, went through the redesign and then we came back through and optimized it with target keywords. And we were able to show directly the impact um, from Google search console, how their impressions just like went up after we added the keywords, you know, to all of the right pages on the page and in a very natural way. And so you can't tell when you're looking at the page. I mean, like, you know, a typical SEO person could tell, right? But the searcher is not going to look at this page and think, oh, this is weird. Like, this is extra wordy or anything like that. It's done in a really nice way. And so we were able to show with data that this does make a difference. And so we could come around and do that, um, come around and continue to do that on the additional pages. Um, but, you know, even from, even from the earlier days, we were able to show, you know, the number of searches people are making and or show the increase in organic traffic over time to show the leads that they're getting from organic you know, the inquiries that they're getting from organic. And that's not something that a lot of people necessarily look at is the actual or source of the inquiries. And it's not always easy to do. Um, you got to set up some special stuff depending on the system that you're using. But looking at the leads from organic has been super duper helpful in addition to like continuing to show that organic traffic growth year over year. I love it. Well, I will tell you this, Paul, like anybody who is working in this vertical, I would recommend search influence. If they want to get in touch with you or 
your company? What's the best way to do that? What's your favorite social media? Those sorts of details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, you can uh, check out our site. We've got an easy form on the site that you can fill out if you want to reach out to us. Um, both uh, I and Will Scott, our CEO, we receive those emails. And so one of us will respond to that. We're really super hands-on with that. Uh, both uh, Search Influence, Will and I, or, huh, all three of us are uh, active on um, Instagram and LinkedIn, you know, LinkedIn more so from the like professional standpoint, but, uh, you know, add us there cause we'll share additional blog posts and things like that. Uh, search influence has a blog that we post to, uh, pretty regularly and you can always, uh, send us an email and we'll be happy to, to chat with you. All right. Great. And last question. Are there any other studies like this coming out in the near future? Are you guys into the study? Uh, in survey game now? Is this, is this is we expect more of this in the future? Great question. Uh, our intention is to do some type of refresh study towards the end of the year. So it'll probably come out like the beginning of next year. Um, we're not sure if it's going to be um, a different direction or additional SEO. So we'll be planning that, you know, over the summer and then probably conducting it in the fall and releasing it in the beginning of next year. Well, for, for all of us in the industry, it's like that. I love getting these sorts of surveys and I know how hard they are to do. We are terrible at doing it at search lab, but I just appreciate uh, you and the team at search influence and your, your partners for, for putting all this together. We'll be sure to promote as best we can. Um, Paula, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I hope we, we, we got to do this more often. Uh, for now, I'm going to give you a virtual cheers. Uh, we'll be back cheers. next week with another episode of Suds and search. Thanks again, Paula. Thank you, Mark. 